This is The House Call. Welcome to The House Call Podcast. We're back. We're back. Big breaking week of football here. So first things first. Of the Broncos, Ronald Darby tore his ACL and Garrett Bowles broke a bone in his leg. So it looks like both guys are out for the season officially. Now recently, it's also come out that Rashad Penny broke his fibula. So that's a loss for the Seahawks. You've got Kenneth Walker there. It's going to be interesting to see how they replace it. You've got Damian Harris also, who's going to be out for a little bit as well. Now let's get into our first trade, major trade of the season. So the Atlanta Falcons have traded former All-Pro Bowl linebacker Deion Jones to the Browns. So Cleveland is sending a six-round selection to Atlanta for Jones and a 2024 seventh round pick. With that being said, Rob, Deion Jones, Falcons to the Browns. What are your thoughts about the vote? I mean, I kind of like the direction the Browns are going in anyways. Uh, Atlanta, I don't know what they're doing. They look like they were doing pretty pretty damn well. I don't know why they're, da- they're dumping a, a pretty damn good player. But, like, the direction the Browns are going in and how they're building that roster is just so, like, when Deshaun Watson comes back, they're really going to be a team to be reckoned with. If, if, because the Deshaun Watson I seen that hadn't played in, like, a, almost two years did not look anything appealing to me. But we'll see. Just because you had a piece here and a piece there, um, and Deshaun Watson doesn't mean it's a Super Bowl contender. But what's your thoughts, Joe? I mean, honestly, it's a position of need. The Browns have been getting decimated uh, and just totally tore up on the defensive side of the ball. We saw it in that collapse against the Jets. We've seen it all year. They just can't stop anybody. They're a strainer trying to hold back water. They're looking for somebody to come in and be that guy who can you know, turn that defensive around. I think I had a conversation with someone today about how it really only takes one player to spark a team. And they're hoping Deion Jones can be that guy. From the Falcons' standpoint, though, you trade a pro bowler, a guy who's been a solid defensive piece for pretty much – you know, drops in the bucket. You know, we traded him for peanuts. What are you doing? You're rebuilding. But I mean, a six and a six round pick this year for a seventh rounder a year after doesn't really do anything for you. It doesn't tip the scale. You're just sitting there trading late round picks for a guy that could have been part of your rebuild. And now you're looking at it like, okay, who do I get to replace that guy? And like you said, Rob, they were looking good. I mean, outside of a a, a bad call. Of, for roughing the passer, they maybe beat the Bucks, right? I mean, they they lost by six. They covered a spread that a lot of people didn't think they could cover. And if they don't get that call, they get that ball back with time to go downfield. And the Bucks really hadn't shown they could stop them except for earlier in the game. So I don't know what Atlanta's doing at this point. It always seems to make me scratch my head when I see Atlanta do moves. Nick? I, I love the trade for the Browns. I think it's going to help them out tremendously on defense. Um, I don't know if we've seen the best of Deion Jones in, in the past, but I think I think he can help this Browns defense out a lot. So uh, it it couldn't have come at a worse time for Patriot fans. <laughs> we'll see how much he can do. I mean, honestly, being there, figuring out the defense, he probably I wouldn't see him playing more than forty percent of the snaps. I mean, it just happened. Short week, you know, it's a shorter week for him now. He's got to come in. He's got to acclimate. I don't know how effective he'll be, but I mean. If you're good at football, you don't have to know the playbook to be effective on defense, I guess. You just got to know how to run downhill and cover people. <laughs> so a few things I want to highlight to about the intricacies of this. So Deion Jones made the Pro Bowl 2017. 
we haven't seen him take the field this season. He was placed on IR, at, underwent soldier sh shoulder surgery this offseason. So it's not like you're getting this healthy 27-year-old who's in his prime. You know, this is someone who, quite frankly, is almost a far cry from their prime, if you will. So this could be a move where this guy doesn't, we don't see Deion Jones hit that pro, those Pro Bowl numbers. If so, that may be a great move for the Falcons. You know, you may now be able to stockpile some picks. And as you continue to rebuild, this is more chances to get people who fit that new regime over there in place and build a better team. Now for the Browns, if this if this is Deion Jones returning to prime, obviously this is going to work out and the Browns are going to be great. But there's a lot of things to make one think this won't work out versus it working out, you know. So it's going to be interesting to watch what happens, you know. All in all, the Browns are going to have themselves a tackling machine. I have to ask, Deion Jones being on the Browns, does this change in your mind what y'all think ha how this division plays out? No. No, it's the Ravens and Bengals division to lose. I don't, I don't, I, I, I see Pickett really start picking it up towards the latter portion of the season, but which I do really like. That kid's got a lot of grit that, that I didn't think he had in him, where he just pushed a linebacker or a defensive player off of him. I like that. A little, I like a little edge to a player. Um, but right now, currently, it's really just those two. It's a two team race, and the Bengals, they don't. They don't look that much better than the Ravens, so or that the Ravens don't look that much better than the Bengals. I mean, most definitely. Something I did want to hit on here because I found this interesting: Ron Rivera has really just thrown Carson Wentz to the wolves. He said, quite frankly, to sum it up, to give you the post notes, their quarterback play has not been what it needs to be. That quarterback play has been keeping them from being truly successful. After what you've seen from Carson Wentz, and I know if, it seems like an off thing to do, but Rob, what are your thoughts on watching Ron Rivera basically throw? You, you don't do that. You don't do that. No matter what kind of quarterback he is, he'd be the worst quarterback in the NFL, Baker Mayfield. But he, but like, look. It, <laughs> It's just a matter of fact. You don't do that. It kind of disrupts a culture. It really it, – who wants to come to something like that if you're just going to be scrutinized to that level? Alex Smith he went in uh, on – I think – I forget who – some post-game talk maybe – and went and defended uh, Carson Wentz. Albeit that some of the things that Ron Rivera is saying is justified, but it's just like you don't do that, especially currently when you have a team that you're trying to develop. There's not really a set culture with that team. So that's that. Joe? I mean, did he say anything that wasn't true? Just because just because you don't say it doesn't mean it's not true. We're all thinking it, right? The the players that they have, and we've thought it for years. We've thought it for years with the with the commanders. The offensive weapons they have, you know, Antonio Gibson and Scary Terry and and all these guys they got on this team. That offense should be good. They should be have they should be competing. And the defense, you know, Chase Young, they had there. Brian Kerrigan used to be there. They went through players and, and defensive schemes and coaches, and all these things should have been good, and it hasn't been good. Right now, out what what was the main reason they lost to the Titans? Carson Wentz made an ill-advised throw in the red zone that resulted in a pick that sealed the game. 
That is 100%. Why are they not winning games? If they ask Ron Fair, why are you not winning games? Why are you not competitive in your division? Our quarterback play. The quarterback position is the reason we're, we're losing games. And, you know, as a Patriots fan, I understand him. I get it because for the first four weeks, we said the same thing. We were like, the reason the Patriots are winning games is because of the quarterback play. Now, there were some other people saying, oh, it's the coaching and things like that. And maybe that's a case in, for the commanders. But to be truthful, Carson Wentz is the reason they're not winning games. Should Ron Rivera come out and said it? Probably not. Should that be behind, you know, the closed doors kinds of stuff? Probably. But the question is, how many times has he had that conversation with Carson Wentz? Hey, take care of the football. Mm-hmm. Hey, take care of the football. Don't make don't make us lose. Don't mm-hmm. you know? We don't want to have to try to to. We're losing because of you. We want to win because of you. Just don't turn exactly. the ball over. After you have mailed all those conversations, maybe it's time to put him on blast because he's obviously not getting the message. Most definitely, Nick. I mean, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. I, I'm, I, that's all I got, man. I, I just. Carson Wentz, I think, has never never lived up to his potential, and I think this will be the maybe one of his last teams where he gets a shot. That I I could almost make an argument that Taylor Heineke was the better quarterback for the the uh, the Commanders, and Terry McLaurin was way way better with Heineke, and the it looks like the offense actually believed in their QB and would like rally behind them, and they're not doing that at all with Wentz. I mean, so, Wentz's biggest thing he's known for is getting hurt and allowing Nick Foles to win the Eagles the Super Bowl. That's, what Car- that's Carson Wentz's biggest career statistic, is that he got hurt and allowed Nick Foles to win him a Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the other side here. Uh, let's be fair. You look at Carson Wentz's stats right now. He is tied for fifth. With, he is number five with his yards at 1,390. Tied for fifth with 10 TDs. 30th, six INTs, QBR 38.2, 24th. Yeah, that's not that great. But I mean, 10 Let me, let me put it into perspective for you here, Brandon. Kirk Mike Cousins Vanderjack, looks great too. Yeah. Kirk Cousins Mike Vanderjack was the best kicker in the NFL. He had a 93% success rate on field goals. But you know when he fell apart? Clutch situations, game-winning situations. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Colts sent his ass to the curb and signed our Lord and Savior at the kicker position, Adam Vinatieri, to win them a Super Bowl. All right, that is that. that Carson Wentz. I, I saw I saw a meme the other day. All right, and it was literally Kirk. Kirk. There's just a bunch of Kirk Cousinses in the league, and they just went through. It's like long neck Kirk Cousins. It was Davis Mills. It was like uh, Kirk Cousins' cousin, and it was Carson Wentz. It was like he's the cousin of Kirk Cousins. He, they're the same guy, and I feel like we. And it was like Jimmy Garoppolo, good looking Kirk Cousins. It's all they are. They're all just different versions of Kirk Cousins. With a with like you know they're going to put up good numbers. They'll be top ten in some ridiculous statistic that means nothing in the grand scheme of the rest of their game. And that's what everyone who wants to support them is going to fall back on. But at the end of the day, he's just shitty Kirk Cousins. So is Ryan Tannehill like the nephew or something? I don't know how. Uh, he was he was uh, old Kirk Cousins or something like that. No, Matt Ryan was old Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tannehill was a. Uh, I forget what Ryan Tannehill was, but it was something uh, he's, a, he's a nephew or, or yeah, let's be uh, let's be honest here. If you're Ron Rivera and your ownership and you see Ron Rivera make this comment, you've got Sam Howell, you've got Taylor Heineke. Instead I, the of thing Sam- is about, okay, so Taylor Heineke, yes. Sam Howell, he 
there's a lot. He looks like a worse Baker Mayfield, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. No, if you look at some of his tape and everything, a lot of it's like, uh, do I really want to go invest anything? And that's why he fell in that draft as much as he did. He is a worse Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to say he, I think he has a little bit more of a head on his shoulders where he could probably be better. Or uh, no, I don't want to say better. Uh, I don't know where I was as going with this. But it may, I mean, it may be as good as when Baker was at his at the best. same time. In order for Sam Howell to be drafted by the commanders, there has to be some sort of faith in him as a player. Come on, bro. Come on. You can't. You, can't, you got teams that draft quarterbacks. They're just not good at drafting. We drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. Exactly. Like, you, you <laughs> can't mean, go based off that. Faith does not Panthers. translate to talent. No, no. Especially I mean, yes, like, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but, I'm, but still, if you're going to slander him, why is he still in the game? If he's that bad in your mind, why is he still in the game? That's because probably he has a GM the or talent to be that good. Like you said, he's got you, you run it off the stats. He throws he's got the yards, his downfield accuracy is where it's at. He does things that the other guys on the roster can't do. But when push comes to shove and you have to rely on him to win you a game, you might as well pack it in because he's going to throw the ball away. And that's what he's shown to do. That's who he is. He's the Mike Vanderjack of quarterbacks. The only thing I can say about it is just the money that's tied up into him. That's it. That's what it is. It's nothing more than that. It's really just, okay, we put this much money into him. Uh, we're kind of fucked. It was the so, same reason you kept seeing Matt Ryan play in, in Atlanta. $42 million is a pretty good reason to keep someone in the in the starting role. You, you know? got to hope he does good so you can trade him away. There you go. Like And now with the Colts, Matt Ryan looks like um, old Kirk Cousins. So just uh, just going back to what Brandon said about the stats about Carson Wentz and how he, I think what did you say he was top five? I, top I remember five in a cube yards and a touchdowns. So I remember a few years ago the number one passing uh, per yards game game was uh, Jameis Winston. He led the he led the whole NFL in passing yards, but did the Bucks think he was good? Absolutely not. Was he, that the year you threw thirty touchdowns and thirty, 30 interceptions? Exactly. Yes, that's exactly. not a fucking good. That's not a good. Right. <laughs> no, it is I because mean, he, he led the he league in passing yards. yards. Yeah, he led also the lead to the other team as well. Yeah, yeah so mean, that's what Car- that's exactly it, what Carson's gonna do. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm actually in agreement with that. I think that that's exactly who what Carson Wentz is. He's a guy who can possibly win you some games, but at the same time, he might come out and throw a, a, a one-touchdown, five-pick game. I mean, that's just – that's what you got, man. It's just but, I mean, guys if he that... throws a, a one-touchdown, five-pick game, you're the coach. Excuse my French. Bench his ass. Yeah, you're right. But, like, I think that the ownership is probably pushing for it. He, Whether it's good or bad, it's still selling jerseys. It's still Ride or selling. die, man. Exactly. Kind of got to go with right it. Now. Uh, fair enough. But – before we move forward, I wanted to take a moment here and acknowledge some of our sponsors. Sundays are a ritual in my house. One important part of that routine is drinking liquid IV. I love staying hydrated and liquid IV makes that so easy, especially when I have 12 hours of enjoying football ahead of me. There's so many delicious flavors. My personal favorite is passion fruit. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates faster than just water alone. Get 25% off and free shipping when you go to liquidiv.com and use code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at checkout. 
Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. And remember to use the code, the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast, or click the link in the bio. Now that we're back, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about the Raiders and the Chiefs game. This is something that, as a recording, took place last night. It's on everybody's mind. First things first, Rob, you're right about McDaniels, but outside of that, can you say that again for the people that are Raiders fans? I just need to hear that again. Just for just history. Obviously, with what we saw last night, to fumble the bag, as the kids say, you're right about McDaniels. But expand. What are your thoughts about what you saw last night? Just the overall game plan. You're up 17 fucking points. I'm not saying take your foot off the gas pedal, but you don't take your foot off completely off the gas pedal. You've got Devontae Adams. You've got freaking Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller for a spirit just because he got injured. You got Josh Jacobs. Fucking be aggressive. It's hard to combat those players, man, when you have them and they're at. I mean, you. how do you get guys that just run into each other? I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in was, a long time. Those were the two time. guys you just mentioned. That's Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that can't be entirely them. That had to have been a way that the play was scripted up. But that just goes to show you, like, just the way he is as a coach just infuriates me because <laughs> he's so bad. He's so freaking bad. But go ahead, Joe. I mean, so, okay. The Raiders' offense looked like it had life for once. And one thing I will say about Josh McDaniels' offense is that it's based on timing. Everything has got to happen on script. You have to be where you're supposed to be. Devontae Adams, Hunter Rimper running into each other, they were not where they were supposed to be. They were not on script. There's a timing thing to that. All right, I will go ahead and say that. That's partially on them. It's partially on the scheme, right? If you're if your thing's based on timing and you can't have good timing because your players can't be on the same page, you're not going to be successful. Point two. Rob's right. You can't take your gas foot off the gas pedal against the Chiefs. How many times have we seen Patrick Mahomes come back from down 17, down 21, and in a quarter, it's a four-point game? It happens right. all the time, right? And even though that, you know, Tyreek Hill's not there, how many times do I got to say it? It's Travis Kelsey. Just stop. Like, I, I look at the Ravens as the same way I look at the Chiefs. Stop Travis Kelsey, and the offense kind of falls apart. Travis Kelsey is the guy. When, when when freaking Patrick Mahomes is out there to scramble, he's looking for Travis Kelsey. Point number two, please, for the love of God, NFL, figure out this roughing the passer thing because that was the most atrocious roughing the passer call, except for the one earlier in the day where you allowed Tom Brady to be spun down like a ballerina and threw a flag, all right? You screwed me out of my Atlanta Falcons pick. I almost went two for two on upsets, bro, and you fucked my face. Jesus Christ. All right? But I digress. Figure it out because I'm getting sick and tired of this. I mean, we're watching defensive ends get clotheslined by tackles on the regular, no holding calls. But you, you twirl a quarterback down or you strip sack fumble him. And then that referee comes out and says, oh, well, we have to protect him throughout the process of the throw as long as he's got control of the football. Did you watch? I he didn't have control of the football after he passed 10 degrees, you know, from being standing up. That Chiefs player had it. Jones had it in his hands. Of course he can't. Brace himself. He's got the damn football. Exactly. Football. I hate Are you the kidding hypocr- me? 
I hate the hypocrisy all, in all this because then you look back a couple weeks prior when Calais Campbell basically put all his weight on Mac Jones. Nothing was called then, but then this is called. And I and look, guys, like we're gonna tell it how it is, but like that should have been a roughing the passer, at least some kind of penalty. The guy put all his weight on on Mac Jones, and oh, it, it's, if you it's can't very... call it right, don't call it at all. Let's just go back exactly. to old school football. Let's just go out there. Let's just destroy each other. Just smoke people. Ain't looking blindside blocks. Do the whole thing because obviously you're ruining the damn game. Atlanta Falcons call allowed them to win. Allowed the Bucks to win. Like a hundred Antonio Browns, and for the love of God, no. Well, we can just put them all in one ring and just let them fight it out for who's the most Antonio Brown of the Antonio Browns. It'd be a great sports show. It'd be like we can do air it on New Year's Eve. We'll just throw champagne in there. It'll be great. But I mean, mm-hmm. seriously though. You, you, I understand you make a bad call, but you make a bad call in a point of the game. That was going to be fourth down in that Atlanta Bucks game. Atlanta was getting the ball back down six with a chance to win, and that got wiped out. Done. Game over. Mm-hmm. The rest allowed them to allow allowed the Bucks to win. They they gave Tom Brady a W, as far as I'm concerned. All right. That, mm-hmm. that my my little house call podcast projections for the week should have a damn asterisk by it and say refs won the game. I want to pick the rest. We all should get an L. I, I'm right there with you, Nick. What are your thoughts, buddy? Before we really start uh, this acting. So obviously that was the that was one of the worst roughing the passer calls we've seen. Uh, we just want to see more consistency from these refs. One 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 call isn't a, a a flag, and one call is a flag. So if they can just actually define that, what is roughing the passer a little bit better to all of us, all of us fans? Maybe we wouldn't get so angry. Um, the, the Raiders, I don't know what Josh McDaniels is doing. I just don't know what he's doing. But um, the, the the stat with Patrick Mahomes, when he's down 10-plus points in his career so far, he actually has a better chance at winning uh, than, than the other team when he's down 10-plus. Another crazy stat from that Raiders-Chiefs game, Travis Kelsey came the fourth tight end in NFL history to record four receiving touchdowns. And the first problem. one since 1985. Who do you have more faith in getting to a Super Bowl, the Ravens or the Chiefs? Chiefs. The Chiefs. I, look, the, you're, that's apples and oranges. On the defense. Just because the defense, on the defense of the Ravens is just like garbage. It's like the Hulk in the first half where he's like really angry. And then, you know, the Hulk where he tames the monster in the second half. Professor Hulk. <laughs> Professor Hulk, where he's giving you a sandwich because you're being a good boy. Yeah, and, and just when we, brought up the, when we brought up the AFC North, I wanted to say this, and and I, I held myself back, but you were saying that it's 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 the the Ravens and the Bengals to lose, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, the Ravens have a def- have no defense and yes. a really good offense, the Bengals have a really good uh, you know offense but no offensive line, the Browns have a pedestrian offense and no defense and Pittsburgh's just trying to figure out what the hell they can throw under center to complete some passes. So I, that, that division's a toss up for me. I don't even know how it's going to end. Okay. So, so, so then you're picking what the Browns, because that's only other realistic option. Steelers. I mean, I feel like the Browns have just as good a chance as the Bengals and the Ravens based on what I've seen through five weeks. Moving forward. Let's go ahead and let's cover the giants and the Packers. Oh gosh. The most hey. sunny game of the hey. week. Joe, you've got some hey. thoughts about this game. 
Oh I'm yeah, I got some thoughts about this game. I got tons of thoughts about this game. I was the only one in the House Call podcast to pick the Giants this week, and Rob spent four minutes, I felt like, on our predictions for last week, saying, who's going to be the quarterback, Joe? And I kept telling him, it doesn't matter. Giants are winning this game. By the way, the Giants are 3-0 in London, and you know what? That third win came this Sunday. The Packers are garbage. I've said it so many times. They're like, oh, their defense is good. Who have they played? The only team they held like decently under, under 10 points was the Bears, who are trash. And then they held a Bucks team that had no wide receivers to 12 points. The Patriots with a fourth round rookie quarterback who didn't have a single rep with the ones that week in practice came in on the third drive of the game and took them to fucking overtime and the Packers let me, good. let me let me preface though I, I didn't think Daniel Jones was going to be playing this game oh, I, I knew he's going to be playing I, I didn't I so it. that that that's what kind of swayed my pick a little bit however like I don't know. Look, I think Brian Dable is a hell like hell of a coach. Proven. Coach of the year. My God, it's either him or um... no, it's him. Sirianni, Sirianni of Philly. Bro, see no. the thing is, the Eagles were never Bro, really that no. bad. Did you turn? You guys gotta look at the reason why. You what about the Cowboys head coach? No. Or or uh, no, come on, you have no. to. Like, no. How do you I'm not, not going to do it? How do you not? Because look at the, the skill players they have. Look at the skill players care. the Eagles I don't have. Care. Look at the skill players. Who did the Giants have outside of Saquon Barkley? Nobody. Come on, They're a bunch man. of unknowns. You have to keep Mac, Mike. I don't like Mike McCarthy, but you have to give him some Garbage. kind of just. Just because Dak Prescott was not carrying that roster at all. Cooper Rush count comes in. Who's Cooper Rush? I mean, I think he's a damn good, pretty damn good uh, quarterback. Five and what starting quarterback. That's what he yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> I think if he wins this week against the Eagles, see, if Dak Prescott wants to keep his job. He's got to play this game. He has to play this game. Do you game. know who I picked uh, to in that Eagles Cowboys game? I I, w- I haven't oh, made my picks yet for that. But oh, <laughs> I made my picks. I, I mean, made my, I'll let you know. I'll let you. You guys will tell. I'll, we'll tell. Well, you're not here tomorrow, so why, why don't you tell the 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 people who what your pick is going to be? Cowboys. Okay, well, I we're knew. not going to dive too much into that because we're going to give our predictions <laughs> yeah, we'll get tomorrow. That later. But back to the Giants-Packers. I, I called it. I said that they were going to run all over him, that Saquon Barkley was going to be effective, that he was gonna, they were going to win because of Saquon Barkley. And you know what? Daniel Jones came out of there. He played He played the exact kind of game you need a quarterback to play when you have a, a kick-ass running back like Saquon Barkley. Mistake-free. They ran Saquon in the Wildcat. And you know what? It came down to the to the bitter end, and that Giants defense showed up. The G-men showed up, and I'm telling you right now, Brian Dow. I don't care about how the Eagles are undefeated. I don't care about what McCarthy's doing with Cooper Rush under center. The Giants and Brian Dable are straight killing it right now, and outside of a loss to the Cowboys. They would be undefeated, and I felt like they had a chance to win that game. Cooper Rush, I Cooper Rush is probably like you. Like, he's killing it. I don't know what that kid eats for breakfast, but he pisses excellence right afterwards. Okay, I I hate to compare it, but he looks like he has that Tom Brady syndrome, and it's oh, real. God. It's it. I hate to say that, and I know we use this a lot. With like we're saying that guys, it's just how they come in. You got a guy that's like a hundred million dollar quarterback, and you got a guy that comes. It's it's similar in that aspect. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. Yeah. He's not. 
yeah, or, I mean, or it, even Tom Brady coming out. Like, it seems I like just that think, situation. It's a Bledsoe Brady situation. I, I, it's just a Cinderella agree. story that keeps happening yeah. where guys just like, uh, I don't want to say it's still too early to say what Bailey's at, but like kind of having that situation in New England. But as far as this division goes, is this the best division in football? I mean, like by look, the record, it sure the hell I is. I mean, look at it. Look at it. You can't say the NFC North is good anymore. You can't even see the AFC West is good anymore. Look at that division; it's complete shit. And I know I came into this this league this uh season thinking, oh my god, the AFC West that's gonna be a juggernaut. No, they're fucking shit. Oh yeah, and but yeah, you look at the record: five and zero, four and one, four and one. The only anchor on it is the Commanders, and we've already hit on why that is. So yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. but I mean. The Giants, man, I'm riding with them, dude. The Giants, like, we, we were kind of on the Jaguars train earlier, and I kind of fell off that one this week based on what they're seeing. Who's right about that? Who's were, right about that? Are we but... done with Trevor Lawrence now, or are we done? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm riding that G-Men train, bro. Wait, Let's... Nick, are we done? Well, I got I to gotta hear a yes out of him. I'm not I'm not completely done with oh, him just yet. Fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> He's got I you on the head and shoulders commercial. You got some of that fucking butt. You got some hold of on, the Barbies that Trevor Lawrence hold, is pitching to you. Let's dial it back on our hate for that division because we all know what's going to happen with the Cowboys. Dak's going to get healthy, and it's going to go back to the norm of what the Cowboys are going to Cowboy. They're going to get great and then fall off. I guarantee you. If you keep Cooper rushing, I don't I don't see that, I, honestly. That's not going to happen. And the Cowboys fall apart, this is Cooper Rush's team. Let me put it this way. Cooper, if Cooper Rush is kept in with Dak gets healthy, I will, I don't know, but I'll. No, come on, man. If he beats the Eagles this week and they put Dak in for him, the Cowboys fans are going to be so fucking separated on that. It's going to be insane. How, and especially if he loses that next game. If, if, you, there, if Cooper Rush beats the Eagles. You ride with Cooper Rush the rest of the year. If I see if Cooper Rush Period. beats the Eagles and they put Dak Prescott back in when he actually comes back, he's hundred percent. Watch the storylines. I'm done. I'm watch done. Watch the storylines. Watch the storylines. Well, Dak Prescott's oh, gonna be ready for this. I can't this game. wait to see what Stephen A. Smith says. If that happens. I, so I, I don't like Stephen A. Smith irritates me a little bit, but if, if this happens and Cooper Rush beats the Eagles and Dak Prescott gets put back in and they Brandon, start going on a fucking why is- streak, it's gonna be so good to watch Stephen A. Brandon, why is this a story, man? The guy's he's he's a winner. It's just a matter of fact. You can't. Look, I don't give a shit about what you do as far as stats goes. If you win games, that's what matters. That is the biggest stat you could ever have. And the Dallas Cowboys are something to be reckoned with with him at quarterback. Whether he's a game manager or whatever he's fucking doing right now, it's winning games. So why throw a guy in there that just doesn't get the job done? The only thing I would would say on why, why they would take him out is you could you could take him out and keep his record undefeated and ha- and hold up his value. You got because how- is, is somebody going to trade for Dak with that contract? Yeah, I, I that's know. what I'm saying. You've got all I that mean, money on the bench. You know, Come there's a team that, there's a team that would trade for Dak Prescott by the end of the year. And I can name them right now. Texans. They've got? done it multiple times. The Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Mark, Matt Ryan's on one He's not wrong. He's got one year left. He's not wrong. And the Colts would trade for Dak Prescott. 100. They're, they're a rent a quarterback, bro. They're coming back every year. The Colts would trade for Dak Prescott. Maybe the Jags because they don't really have a quarterback. 
No, no, the Jags will ride with Trevor Lawrence until it's time for his fifth-year option, but the Colts will 100% trade for Dak Prescott. If he's okay, let's get <laughs> we've, we've, we've kind of really dived away from the root of where we were here with the Giants yes. and the Packers. <laughs> Nick, Nick, did you get a chance to – you feel like you gave your thoughts on the game? Uh, So I'm just going to say that the Packers are extremely overrated. They have no true number one wide receiver right now, and I think that maybe their only hope – for this season is if they can sign Odell Beckham and maybe and maybe he'll maybe he'll bring some life to this offense but I just don't see it in the Packers and with the Giants they found the formula they found the formula to win so give the ball to Saquon and uh let him go your best player who would have thought yeah <laughs> I mean, no I gotta give it to you there Rob what do you got for me Giants and Pack fuck off <laughs> uh, oh man I, i'm uh, so happy right now rob is it, uh very happy with the outcome of that game but let's keep it going i swear to god brandon <laughs> i swear to god I go mean, on the ravens and the Bengals. oh man 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 joe the ravens justin and the tucker man justin tucker is just just give let Justin Tucker go out there, kick the ball for eighty yard field goals, and or whatever. He'll hit him. The dude hits everything. I mean, hit, you see I his response after he kicks that field goal. He's too. just like, yeah, yeah, I, I did that. That's me. That's what I do. You know, it's kind of my job to watch. We had like the best of the best in Justin Tucker, and then you have Matt and Mendola for going just blow it for the cards. But we're gonna get into the cards in a I mean at a later so game. my big thing is is that like you have like Justin Tucker's winning is winning the Ravens football games when the offense doesn't perform. Right? The Bengals I think I addressed it earlier. I don't know if if we talked about it or not, but they have no offensive line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is no reason outside of that offensive line why this team should not be averaging thirty points. You have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd, you have Jamar Chase, you have Joe Mixon, you have Joe Burrow. If they're playing a seven-on-seven game, they're kicking ass. Because there's because there's no pass rush, Joe Burrow's lighting people up because that often those skill position players are top-notch. Mm-hmm. Like I, I there's a it's hard to find another team that has as solid a skill position players as the Bengals have. That oh, being yeah. said, get this man an offensive line. I don't care what you have to do. All right. I don't know how they could be worse than they were last year and the year before. Joe Burrow is getting smoked on the regular. And if and the Bengals do this though, they did it to, to Carson Palmer. They gave him a bunch of offensive weapons, no offensive line, and the guy got his ass beat yearly. And it ruined his career. Please, Shredded for the love people. of God, get some offensive linemen to protect this man so that you can be a viable team more than just one-offs because it's driving me crazy and it's driving fantasy football fans crazy it's driving your fans it's driving everybody crazy why the Bengals are looking the way they look i oh, will yeah. say that i will say this jim uh john harbaugh is impressive like oh, he's 19 and 2 at home in prime time games jesus christ like he the guy's like seemingly unbeatable but as far as like the Bengals go you can't have your your whole team. Jamar Chase had 50 yards. Outside of that, it's just like there's nobody else. It, what, Hayden Hurst, you got the Ravens uh, sloppy seconds as your as your tight end. But like it just looks like this team, they, they look like they had so much promise. I mean, look at how they performed even in the Super Bowl, if not for a 
if they would have called uh, that Ramsey, was it the Ramsey, where he, no, if, if he would have got uh, chased the ball. It, yeah. Look, I don't want to hear too much about, like, Joe Burrow not getting protection. You got Joe Thune there, right? Didn't no, they get, bro. like, a whole new revamped offensive line? No, didn't they get Joe they Thune? They did, yeah. They got Thune. No, they got no, Joe they Thune. Get, and they got Layal Collins. Yeah, so I don't want to hear. Like, they tried. It's just that they're and not working the, uh, out. And I think they got Alex Karras. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe your offensive line coach is just ass. I don't. I don't know. I, but Joe Tooney's in a case. Joe Tooney's in KC. KC. Yeah. Who did? Who was? It was a Patriots lineman. Ted Karras. Yeah. Ted Karras. Ted Karras. That's who it was. One of them. One of them. Them guys. Well, I mean, Ted Karras isn't Joe Tooney's, but Ted Karras is no slouch either. So, but I don't know. He was a sixth lineman in. But I mean, honestly, if you, you got to be fair here. You get Joe Tooney, a, excuse me. You get Joe Burrow, a fantastic offensive line. Lyle Collins was supposed to be that guy to protect him. Didn't he even come out before the season started or when they before they traded from that? I'm gonna be your bodyguard. Nobody's gonna touch you. Bullshit. Offensive line is garbage, and like they need to figure it out. Whether you fire your coach, you 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 sign some guys off the off the street, find somebody, man. I mean, because I mean, you're you're going to end up getting him hurt. And this I team is, without Joe Burrow is, is way worse than what we've seen so far. Oh, I I foresee it happening. I hate to be negative, but I foresee it happening. I see another Joe Rob. You'll get this. I see another Carson Palmer knee injury happening again. But let continue. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Rob, did you give your thoughts on the game? Did you get a chance to? Uh, it, it's really not much to talk about. Like. <clears throat> Justin Tucker's a problem. Like, is he the greatest no. uh, kicker of all time? The only reason I won't give it to him is just so just yet, even though like every time this guy kicks the football, it seems like it just goes sh- straight through the middle. I don't know how the po- that's even possible. Just so impressive and just so consistent. It's just because of Vinatieri doing it in the the most clutch moments so consistently. So, but it's like it's really hard for me to make an argument against Justin Tucker. So like if you were say one A one B with him and Vinatieri, I wouldn't be combating it. I think the only downside for Justin Tucker is time. Give yeah. him time, he's gonna get there. That's my only downside. Of mm-hmm. But with that being said, let's get into one of the most exciting games of the weekend: the Pats and Detroit. Man, oh man, this Patriots team. Rob, I'm going to let you take it away on this one. What were your thoughts on what you saw from that Patriots team? Jack Jones is a fucking problem. Jesus Christ, that kid is a... Look, JC who? JC who? Are we supposed to be, like, missing that guy? He doesn't look good, by the way. Um, I get he hasn't really played that much, but... Jack Jones, I, look, I get Jack Jones is not really guarding the number ones and all that, and that might be a discrepancy towards the stats. But as far as in terms of coverage, he's like what number one in coverage. He like the guy, he yeah. is. I hopefully he's not a, another cornerback that I can't really hate the system. We guy we get he leaves, and then we'll probably get another guy that just replaces him. But uh, Miles Bryant played pretty good. He got one the one snap that he was in. He got a pass breakup thing the fucking lord but all the people that said that bill belichick should be fired matt patricia doesn't know what he's doing at this point you guys are just eating all types of crow i don't want to hear it anymore i I, i've been on the matt patricia train i've been on the bill belichick train and what they're able to do if bill belichick turns this team around you might make another case for him and brian dable to be coach of the year just because like 
look, took the it's no it's no coincidence. I get you guys are saying the Packers are not good, but that he, you go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and just the just the moment that it is, and then 500 touchdown and Bailey Zappi. Look, and I'm telling you all also this: if Bailey Zappi goes on a win streak, just seemingly to like the Cooper Rush, I, I'm not gonna say sub them in or out, but like. It's going to be very interesting because I, I, if Belichick turns this around, the Browns are going to be another test. They're no slouch of a team and just because of how they've been playing lately. So I, I'm just curious to see how the rest of the season uh, goes around. I would like to see Kendrick Bourne get a little bit more touches. I think Nelson Aguilar should never touch a football again just because if he doesn't tip that ball up, Zappi pretty much has like an 80% completion percentage. The kid just played. He didn't do, he didn't do anything crazy. But he, the kid has a lot of fucking zip on the ball. I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is something that I don't think Mac has. But, yeah. Nick, what were your thoughts? Pats in uh, Detroit. I think that the, the Patriots defense is uh, going to be top three this season. No one's talking about Matthew Judon. And he's tied in the league right now with six sacks through five games. Uh, then we got the, the number one cornerback in the league right now in coverage. So they're, they're going to continue to keep rolling on the defensive side. Uh, the offensive side, I, I loved what I saw. Uh, Zappi looked completely in control of the game. We're, I think we're top 10 in rushing, so we just got to keep... That kid's keep... poise is crazy. Yeah. It's, I just... it's so fucking crazy. You look at him, and normally when Mac plays, I, I don't want to be that guy that's just the, the kind of the person just combating him. I love Mac. But when Zappi was playing, I didn't in the back of my mind, don't throw a pick, don't throw a pick, don't throw a pick, don't throw a pick. Well, Zappi was playing, I was like, oh, my God. His placement of the football. Like, there was a couple plays where he, i sorry to cut you off, Nick, but where he would just kind of creep into the pocket or creep up into the pocket, be like on like the line of scrimmage and just he tosses it to Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's right there, and then he runs about five, ten more yards. I'm like, oh, my God, I missed this. Oh, my God, I missed this. I was like... I don't want to say, but like that, just I was like, that is that looks like Brady out there. It, it, I was like, oh my god, thank God. A little more athletic than Brady, <laughs> but oh. but yeah, <laughs> hey. I get what you, I get your point. <laughs> we'll get him on that av- avocado ice cream. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, just to go on that point more, Zappy, I think when he was in when he dropped back, he just looks looks different than Mac, and. It, the, I, th- I think that we're seeing it. We're finally seeing Hunter Henry get some touches. We're seeing Jacoby Myers continue his production. Um, and it looks like this team is just real good. I, I will say this, though. It doesn't look like the same offense. And, and the reason why I say this is because I don't think we're running what we were doing as far as the new scheme. I think we kind of uh, – someone said it on, on like, uh, I think it was maybe 98.5, WB, whatever, I forget that station. They they said that they look at the offense, and I kind of – I see it. It looks like we're going back to last year's offense where we're, like, kind of having similarities to that. So maybe that was it. Maybe they're trying to bury the hatchet and try to stop with this whole new scheme bullshit. And it's like, okay, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Most definitely. Joe, what you got for me? See, I, I, I think that that's bogus because last year, you know, we wouldn't have taken shots downfield and you wouldn't have, like, th- the biggest thing is that I've seen from Zappi is that when the pocket collapses, he finds the hole. He's a little faster than Mac. He's a little quicker than Mac. And he's used to playing in the shotgun, which is where they primarily have him line up. The play, the use of play action has dramatically increased. The running game looks even better week to week. 
this offense is evolving in front of our eyes, but I still think I don't think it's last year's offense. What I'm seeing is is that we're seeing these deep routes. The defenses have to respect these deep routes because Devontae Parker has been has been tearing people up. We're still having uh, yards per target. I think right now Bailey Zappi was seeing like had like at the end of the game had almost uh, 11 or 10 yards per completion. Uh, so that's a, that's a pretty big increase in comparison to the eight and a half we were getting per completion before. So it's still a spread it out, throw it down field, get your yards offense, but we're just seeing someone who's executing it at a high level. Now, like you said, I'm not dogging on Mac, but Mac just seemed uncomfortable with what was going on. And it just, when you come into a situation and you don't know what to do in a position where your decision ultimately affects how the play is going to go, it's probably not going to go very well. And that's what happened more often than not with Mac under center for some odd reason, whether it's them dumbing down the offense and be like, Hey, if it's not there, your first or second read run or, you know, something like that for Zappy where they're giving, they're basically scripting it for him to be successful. Maybe that's what we need to do with Mac, but I don't know from the offensive standpoint though, Ramondre Stevenson season is here. Oh, oh my God. Damanian Harris being hurt. May this may He's be out. He's done. Yeah, it's yeah. it's this is the end of it, I think. I think Ramondre is gonna run away with this. Especially job. Pierre, especially Pierre Strong comes in, probably oh, if yeah. he plays this game. Or he's, he's I don't want to see be, JJ Taylor. I don't want to see JJ Taylor no, out there. They're they're gonna bring Pierre Strong in. Pierre Strong's gonna be active. I or think Kevin Harris. Strong's gonna, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Harris either. But Damian Harris is out the door. I, unless he signs for the what he's making this year, and even then we're gonna take a pay cut. But that's all he's getting here. Damian Harris, this is his last season. A guy who I think gets re-signed and gets re-signed for premium slot uh, slot wide receiver money is Jacoby Myers because this guy is finally getting in the end zone, and I love it. He's had, what, back-to-back 100-yard games? That cover two games. that he just manipulated. That cover two he manipulated. Back-to-back 100-yard games. The guy is averaging, like, over 100 yards per game. He's going to be a 1,000-yard receiver this year. Bold prediction. Jacoby Myers goes over the, over the century mark. Or the I, over the thousand yard mark. I no will say this. I will say this. Devontae Parker is a problem. And hear me out. Like you guys look at the stat sheet, he doesn't look like he's putting up stats. He drew two PIs that like, 50, I, like I don't think people understand stars. that. I don't think people understand that. Like he is like he's he's since the Packers game, what was it the Packers or the Ravens game where he put up 150 yards? Uh um, the Ravens game. Yeah. Okay, so since that game, he's been He's been he's been pre- playing pretty good. He's a reason. Look, I don't care if he gets yards. I don't care about yards. It, I you could look at all the penalty yards he he accumulated because the guy was just like whoever was guarding him. I think it was Okuda on a couple of times. I think I don't know if it was Okuda on both plays, but it one I think of it was them both. Was yeah, it was both plays. It was he okay. Was so the both, guy who held him both, both times. both PIs, both PIs where he best cornerback the thirty <laughs> thirty yards. I think it was each time where like he yeah. just set up in really great field position. Yeah. And, and and to look at the defense, you know, for the Patriots right now, Jack Jones, Jalen Mills, and Jonathan Jones, that's the best lineup the Patriots can put on the field. I'm sorry, slide Jonathan Jones back to the slot. Because that's yeah. where, he, I mean, he's, and, and the funny thing is, right now, Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones are ranked top five pro football focus in, in single coverage. Man to man, they're both top five. You have two top five corners on this defense that people were like, oh, who are the cornerbacks going to be? Who cares? Exactly. We already got them. They're on the roster. J.C. Jackson, who? Rob said it. The guy's been garbage. Barely played in, in San Diego, or I keep saying L.A. They're in L.A. now. They moved north four hours. But you don't need them. 
He, and he's done this so many times. He got Darrell Revis. Let go of Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis looked like trash. He got, you know, Gilmore. Held on him for a couple years. Let him go. Gilmore hasn't been himself since, right? We've seen flashes. Really hasn't been himself. JC Jackson steps in. Mr. INT. Most INT since he came into the league. Bar none, right? The guy's just amazing. I think Xavier Howard is the only guy closest to him. Let's him go. First season, $82 million contract. Looks garbage, barely plays. Enter Jack Jones. Amazing. All right. This defensive line, Nick, hit it. Judon, wild. You got, uh, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm blanking on his name right now. 91. Wise. Wise. DJ Wise. Wise Jr. Beast. Juwan Bentley, the leader of that defense, per Matthew Udon, plugging holes like a damn cinder block with that. He's got, I think someone a couple years ago said he's got rebarb in his head. He hits so damn hard. The dude Ooh. is a straight thumper. All right, boiler up, hammer down, Big Ten football thumper. That's what I'm talking about. All right, this defense, yes, top five defense in the league, hundred percent. I would, agree. I would go even further than that. I would say, yeah, the top. They two. got a chance to be one. Top I two. Be, I, no, not the only thing I there. think their problem is just the run. Like they, they're really like they're not good against the run. I mean, they're Lawrence they, guy away. Lawrence guy is their run stop. You need he to get them. If, if, if Lawrence guy's not in hurt. there, you need to have them. I guess. Sam Roberts more. He's not getting yeah, enough touches. Somebody. I, I, you, there's got to be – there's always a reason. So there's somebody. But, Sam Roberts is a problem. You need to put him in. I mean, I, I'm really happy about this. Like, six sacks in five games by Matt, Matt Judon. Hey, uh, Ravens fans, you happy about him coming here now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they can solve their problems because we've got a test, a massive test in uh, Nick Chubb on his way. Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it'll be a tough game. I'm not. I'm not saying that the Browns can't beat us. I just think that like, I'm not. I have. I don't have as much faith in Jacoby Brissett as other other people do. I do have to say this. I've seen a lot of talk about, you know, Zappy being the future. Go Zappy and. And, and let me say this, guys. I am not saying you put in Zappy for Mac Jones. I still think that Mac Jones, what he did last year, is exceptional. And and if he comes in, and he just stinks it up like in a lot. Then yeah, you you put Zappy in, but mm-hmm. I I'm still advocating for Mac Jones. Whatever he's healthy, bring him back. Exactly. I mean, I mean if Zappy's if, winning games though, man, can you sit him? I mean, it's, we look. It's just said the same thing about Cooper I, I, Rush. I have I to mean, say, I have to say yes. I, I just exactly. because of like you 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 put a first round pick on him. And I get like I'm, I guess I'm making the same argument for Dak Prescott, but like Dak Prescott's already proved that he could be in. Mac Jones. The only reason I say that is because Mac Jones has only played one year. That's the only yeah. difference. I mean, I agree, but like I said, if you're trying to get into, if like, okay, let's say Mac Jones is out eight weeks, right? Let's say he, it's the max, right? He goes out eight weeks. Let's say Zappy goes six and two. This team is this team at that point look is, is, is seven and one or, or is seven look and four. At the schedule, man. Like I, I, okay. So if they beat the pack, if they had beaten the Packers and then they would have went six and two, then yeah, uh, maybe. But looking at the schedule, it's it's cupcake from here on out. I'm not going to say cupcake throwing shots at any other team that we're versing, but it's really not something to like if he wins these games. If like I think who we got that's coming up that's really hard the Raiders maybe like I guess that maybe we be that's I mean you get the Bills twice after it. You got Okay, so here's the thing. If he beats the Bills and like convincingly beats the Bills, then yeah, I'm like, you know what? You can't I that's that's enough for yeah. me. I'm interested, that's, man. That's, so, that's so far. That's so far down in the in the schedule. I don't. I honestly don't think Zach would probably be. Bang. Yeah, yeah. He I, won't get that chance. My, my my thing is though is that Bill Belichick has done this before. 
He has had a starter go out. The starter came back healthy, and he stuck with the hot, with the hot young hand, Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady. Now Bledsoe did play later in that year, but that was because Tom Brady got hurt. It is not. Bill Belichick says it every week. I'm going to put the best players out there for us to succeed. If he goes in there and he thinks that Bailey Zappi and the things he's seen by Bailey Zappi on tape and the things Bailey Zappi's doing in practice, Bill Belichick will, he doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks. He will start Bailey Zappi. You drafted Mac Jones 15th overall. Bill yeah, Belichick's about which, winning football games. Which Bailey Zappi, uh, I hate to say, I guess through two games is a little bit, little too much, but he is looking better than Mac is this year, this year so far. Accurate. I mean, his completion Accuracy percentage in that is game is through the fucking. I, I don't his ability count that. to move the pocket, his ability to get outside of the pocket, the dimensions he adds to the game with his accuracy. What we're seeing, seeing out Bailey Zappi, it doesn't look like those sixty some odd touchdowns he threw in college last year are a fluke. That looks like who Bailey Zappi was. Dan oh, yeah. Campbell even said it. The dude was smart. The dude knew how knew the offense quicker than any other player they threw in there. He got it quick. He's smart. He's fast. He's accurate. He's got more arm strength. And that was the only thing they questioned on. And you heard the you heard the freaking announcers in that game. They said the only question they had was his arm strength. Well, he's sure is throwing that ball pretty far downfield right now. I mean, uh, I'll say this: if Devonte Parker round steals, is, if Devontae Parker's not held on both those plays, those are touchdowns. Oh, or at sure. least at yeah. least close to touchdowns. Because I mean, add add those sixty yards, even if they're just catches. Bailey Zappi threw for 250 yards. Oh yeah, if Nelson Aguilar I just think, I just think it's experience. I just think it's experience. Once that kid gets more experience, you'll see you'll start seeing the 250, 300 yards. Just because like they're still limiting the playbook a little bit. I still think he that, knows like, exactly in every situation. It feels like he knows exactly what to do with the football, and I've seen it. And I, I don't know why I'm buying into it right now because I told myself I wouldn't. I told myself I wouldn't. But look where he's placing the today. football. It's I, so look, perfect. I, it's so, it's yeah. it's beyond perfect. Look that Nelson Aguilar throw. Let's, let's perfect placement. Let's not even talk yeah. about the Nelson Aguilar throw. Let's talk about the one incompletion that I know you guys have to remember. When the one that he threw to Hunter Henry, and then the guy, the the defender, put his hand in between. That ball was placed. Oh my god! It could have been a little bit further out in front of him, and it may have been better. But yeah, it was a catchable ball. Like, it's just not throwing in not... double coverage. That like take what exactly. the defense gives you. Throw it to your fucking running back. Just his overall, like, his poise, his command of the offense, just how I see him, just like, alert, alert, alert. I'm like, oh, my God, this is this kid's a rookie? First start. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I know y'all, but he's like, alert, alert. alert. I'm like, pressure. And you're like, uh, how long has he been in the league? I don't. I, I said I wouldn't do it, though. I said, I was like, you know, Mac's going to come back. We're going to be in Mac's the Mac Jones still the stuff, guy until, but... like, we have a Cooper Rush situation. I will say that. Yeah, I still, yeah, I think Max still the guy, but I, 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 I also don't think that we didn't we we drafted Zappy also for a reason. We didn't just waste a fourth round pick because we thought he would just sit, sit there on Max the bench. Made a couple of those plays a little yeah. bit less frequently I'm last year. Pro. Where he did so. I'm we know I'm Max Pro real quick. I will say I one said, more thing, Brandon. Mac Jones's favorite player, Mr. Welfare, uh, t- stealing money guy, Brett F- is Brett Farr. So if he's trying to emulate that style, he's doing pretty good at throwing interceptions. So I will eat some crow because we were talking about, do you start Bailey Zappi or do you start Brian Hoyer in that Packers game? And I said, you start Brian Hoyer because you don't know what you got in Zappi. And, and I'm just going to hold crow right there. Brian Hoyer getting a concussion. Never want to wish anyone to have an injury. Was the best thing that could have happened in that Packers game. 
most definitely. <laughs> and, I mean, and I love Brian Hoyer. Hoyer the Destroyer, freaking Axel. I'm a big. I, I love him to death. But Bailey Zappy, man, I, I'm I'm impressed. You can't not be. You know, it, it's a it's a wonderful situation to be in. It's definitely a debate. I've seen a lot of people say. However, oh, it's still the Detroit Lions, so let's exactly push. they lost that, five defensive backs. So let's see what happens. The Browns exactly. are a little bit better. We, let's see what's out there in the future. But with that being said, this is another conclusion to another exciting episode of the House Call Podcast. Remember, you can't watch the videos. You're out on the go, hanging with your lady, getting your games in the gym. Go give us a listen. We're on Spotify. You know, listen in the car, your AirPods, whatever. We're there. All your social medias, we're there. TikTok, Instagram, obviously YouTube. You name it, we're there. We've got your merch. We've got our great sponsors. This has been the House Call Podcast signing off. And here's one that I think at the beginning of the year really had some promise to it right san diego 